welcome to Season 6. We are starting the second year of the Jesus, Joy, and Java podcast with a brand new series. Did you know that God goes by many names? In this season, we will learn about some of those names and their importance. Calling God by His names makes our prayer time more personal and we become more aware of His character. So let's grab our cup of Java, sit back, and learn some of the names of Welcome to part one of season six. I hope that by now you've had a chance to listen to last week's introductory episode for this series. In this series, we will be learning about the names of God. Today, we will be learning about a name I'm sure many of us are familiar with, perhaps because we've been through physical or emotional pain, anxiety, fear, or perhaps spiritual warfare. I'm sure we've all dealt with one or more of the above. The name of God we are looking at today is Jehovah Rapha, which means our Lord who heals. Do you recall a time when you cried out to Jehovah Rapha to heal you? Well, in recent months, I've cried out to him more than you can even imagine. I'll share my story later in this episode. But first, let's learn the definition, the meaning, and the symbolism of this beautiful name, Jehovah Rapha. The first time God revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha was in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, chapter 15. He revealed himself as healer to the Israelites after their exodus of Egypt. The Israelites were wandering for three days in the wilderness of Shur and were in desperate need of water. They discovered a river, but the water was unfit to drink. Because the water tasted bitter, the Israelites named the river Mara, which means bitter in Hebrew. But God was able to cleanse the water when he instructed Moses to throw a piece of wood into the water in order to make it drinkable. Following this miracle, God declared himself as Jehovah Rapha to his people by proclaiming in Exodus 15:26, If you listen carefully to the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord Who heals you? So we see here that God was able to heal the thirsty Israelites, just as today He heals our thirsty souls with His Word. For some of us, we were wandering in the desert thirsty for many years before Jesus came along and gave us His living water. His Word is cleansing. It is refreshing, and it renews us, just as we read in Psalms 23.3, He refreshes my soul. Jehovah Rapha not only heals us spiritually, He also heals us mentally and emotionally, as it says in Psalms 34.18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. 
God has so much compassion when he sees any of his children suffer. It may not always feel like it when we're in the middle of the trials, but we need to trust and believe that he is always near and we can seek him for mental peace and emotional healing. He sees us when we're anxious and afraid, and he wants us to cry out, Jehovah Rapha, and release our worries and fears to him. Remember the scripture from Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7? I've shared the scripture in many episodes. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, through prayer and supplication, present your request to God. So let's cry out to our Jehovah Rapha and trust Him in whatever is weighing us down today. In John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The exodus from Egypt was not the only time God revealed himself as a healer in the Old Testament. There are many more, and I encourage you to search the scriptures on your own. In Genesis chapter 20, we read, Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his slave girls, so they could have children again. For the Lord had closed up every womb in Abimelech's household because of Abraham's wife Sarah. In the book of First Samuel chapter 1, Hannah received healing from barrenness in response to her personal prayers and Eli the priest's declaration. And in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 20, verses 1 through 7, we read about how Hezekiah contracted a terminal illness and prayed for healing. Isaiah received a word from God that he would live for another 15 years. Hezekiah was healed after applying a poultice of figs to the offending boil. Throughout the book of Psalms, David goes through moments of hopelessness, despair, and grief after losing his home, his family, and even his best friend. But he always cried out to God, his Jehovah Rapha, for spiritual and emotional healing. In Psalms 42, verse 5, David says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Of course, the New Testament has plenty of references of God's healing. In the New Testament, Jesus is our Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17 says, He himself took on our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Remember Peter's mother-in-law? We can read her story in Luke 4, verse 38 through 40. It shows us that Jesus cared for his disciples as well as those who mattered to them. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over and rebuked the fever, and it left her. So she got up at once and began to wait on them. In Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 through 4 and Mark 
chapter 1, verses 40 through 45, we see that Jesus cleanses a man with leprosy. This recording states that the leper came and worshipped Jesus, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The leper had faith that Jesus was able to heal him, but wasn't sure if he would be willing. You see, during this time, leprosy was believed to be a punishment for the person's sin. Perhaps this leper believed that he was unworthy of healing. This might be true for many people today. They believe that Jesus has the power to heal, but don't know if he is willing. Jesus revealed his will to the leper. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 18, Jesus raises Jairus' daughter from the dead. Jairus had faith that when Jesus laid his hands on his daughter, she would live. Even when someone from Jairus' house came and told him that the girl had died, he focused his attention on Jesus' words, Do not fear, only believe, and she will be made well. He had faith in those words and saw what he was believing. In all these scripture references, we see how people who were in desperate situations called on Jehovah Rapha. From the Israelites wandering in the desert, thirsty for drinkable water, to David who, time after time, faced one trial after another, to the apostles and people Jesus encountered every day. It's important to note that when Jesus healed someone, it was always done in faith. Remember the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment? He said to her, Your faith has made you well. When we call upon Jehovah Rapha in prayer, we must do it in faith, remembering how he healed so many while he was here on earth. Let's not forget that sometimes he heals us in very unexpected ways. When we think we might need physical healing, he might be working on a deeper level, repairing our emotional and spiritual wounds. He has the power to heal us in more ways than one. Now let me take the last few minutes of today's episode to share about a recent experience. I share this in case any of you or someone you know might be experiencing something similar. In May of this year, I noticed a small dry circular patch on one of my eyelids. I didn't think much of it and just put some Vaseline on it. Within a few days, this patch started to grow and I noticed other dry patches on both of my eyelids, my forehead, and my neck. These patches started to spread and because I didn't know what they were, I did what most of us do these days. I went to Dr. Google. Prior to noticing the first patch, I had been doing a lot of gardening, and Dr. Google said that perhaps I touched some bad soil. So I continued to put Vaseline and took some Benadryl in case it was related to an allergy. None of that worked, so I finally went to a clinic to get a consultation from a doctor who said it was a fungal infection, so he gave me medicine and cream. That only made matters worse. The patches were now super red and much larger. I went to CVS to get a consult from one of their on-site physicians and was prescribed a steroid cream, which also didn't help. In fact, the patches were now all over my body and I had to go to urgent care. 
I was then told I had ringworm and given medication for it. It did absolutely nothing. By this time, I had raw skin all over my face. My scalp was itchy, and I wasn't even able to cover up the patches with makeup. I was finally able to get in to see my primary doctor who diagnosed me with psoriasis. She gave me a steroid injection and some cream. Within two to three days, my face started to clear up. I had to take two weeks off from work just to heal and to recover from this very traumatic experience. All of this took place in over an eight-week period. The first four weeks, I did what I could to cover up the marks on my face and neck so that I could still go to work. Around the fifth week, it was so bad, I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. Every night, I cried out to God to heal me. I looked like a monster. My skin had become so raw that it even hurt to touch it. My husband would stay up with me praying every night. We would be on our knees because we didn't know what else we could do. Doctors couldn't diagnose it, and they kept giving me creams that only made it worse. For nearly three weeks, I did not even step out my front door because I was too embarrassed to be seen by my neighbors. I only allowed my family members to visit me. Around the sixth week, when I started to see my face finally clearing up after the injection, it was as if God was reminding me that He had not forgotten about me, that He was my healer, that He is my Jehovah Rapha. Not only was He healing me physically, He has also been healing me spiritually. I am starting to feel renewed and once again have joy in my heart. I am no longer hiding from my neighbors. I'm back to work now and I praise God through this trial because I have no doubt that He is getting me through it. I also praise Him because He is making my faith stronger. This experience has been a wake-up call for me. I've been learning about psoriasis, and now I realize that I had been doing so much damage to my body with the foods that I was eating. I've completely changed my diet. I've lost a few pounds in the process. That's always a good thing, right? And I'm learning how to control my psoriasis in order to avoid flare-ups. This trial is far from over. I'm still covered in patches, but thank God I finally get to see a dermatologist tomorrow. I also thank God for my husband who has been taking care of me and has been there for me to comfort me during this very difficult trial. He even gave up our yearly trip to Lake Havasu so that I can enjoy some healing salt water off the beaches along the coast for a few days. In my prayers, I not only ask God to heal me physically, I also ask Him to heal me spiritually because this has really affected my soul. I have felt that despair that David writes about in his Psalms. I think about the woman who wanted to be healed in faith when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. I want to hear those words. I want to hear, your faith has made you well. So I share this story hoping that it encourages anyone going through what may appear to be a dark cloud, whether it's an illness, emotional anguish, depression, or anxiety. Call out to your Jehovah Rapha. Reach out in faith for that hem of his garment and allow him to heal you and cleanse you inside out. James 5 
verse 15 says, The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Thank you for joining me today. I hope and pray that you were encouraged and will search the scriptures in order to learn more about this beautiful name, Jehovah Rapha, our Lord who heals. Please join me next week as we learn about another name of God. For this series on the names of God, I want to recommend a book by best-selling author Dr. Tony Evans. His book, titled The Power of God's Names, shows us that it's through the names of God that the nature of God is revealed to us. Who is God in His fullness? How has God expressed His riches and righteousness? How can you trust His goodness? As you read this book, you'll get to know the names of God and understand their meaning. God's character will become real to you in life-changing ways. I have included the link for this book in the show notes and also at the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page. If today's episode has inspired you to grow closer to God through His Word, please share this podcast with a sister friend. Your sharing and caring has allowed the Jesus Joy and Java podcast to rank in the top 30% of the most globally shared podcasts on Spotify. Please continue to help me get God's Word to more women all over the world. And don't forget to follow Jesus Joy and Java on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All of the links are in the show notes. May our lives always be filled with more Jesus, more joy, and more Java. See you next week.